Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. I'm so excited to be here with you for episode 34 of the Karen Kenny show. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about, I'm going to, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet if I can. I, I just want to talk about, um, well, I'll start like this. So I won't give, I won't give the title away, but I'll tell you what the title is after I say it. So I was talking to somebody on the phone. Cause you know, that's what I, that's what I do a lot of is I end up talking to people. Uh, I mean, I talk a lot in my work, right? I talk on podcasts. I talk on other people's podcast shows when I'm a guest. I talk on stages. I talk. I, I talk. I do Facebook lives. <laughs> I got a big mouth for a reason. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So anyways, I was talking to somebody and they were lamenting. They were lamenting about something that was happening in their life, right? And so one of the things I'm actually uh, pretty good at is being able to extract when somebody's talking to me, right? Being able to extract their stories or extract their beliefs or kind of understand like what's going down. And I'm pretty good at seeing patterns and things too, right? So as they're telling me, as they're telling me their story of whoa, all of a sudden it occurs to me and I say to them, look, here's what I see. Right now, right now, the way your life is, it is the consequence of you being yourself. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, you are the common denominator in all of this. So here's what I'm seeing right now. What's unfolding in your life is you. This is you, right? Being you. So these are the consequences of you being yourself. And what I mean by that is this. So that's what this is. Episode 34, the consequence of being yourself. Your life is basically the consequence of you being you and showing up the way you've been showing up and doing shit the way you've been doing it and thinking the way you've been thinking, right? So I always say this, like your life is the way that it is. Uh, because of the choices that you made, and it's going to continue to be the way that it is as long as you keep making those choices, right? If you keep making the same choices, you're going to get it. You're going to get what you've always gotten, right? So I say, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you always got, right? <laughs> so I'm like, look, this is really good news that you're wicked uncomfortable or you're unhappy. It's just like how your dashboard lights up and lets you know that there's a problem. It's like, hey, uh, danger Will Robinson, right? We got a little, we got to like Houston, we have a problem. So when there's a flare up, a red flag happening somewhere in your life, they're letting you know the way that things are going it cannot, is not sustainable. This is not a good thing, right? And so a lot of times when we look back and we're like, okay, wh what is this thing that just keeps happening? And, and I jokingly tell the story about how for a long period of time in my life, you kind of could have cut the head off of one guy I was dating and like put it on the next guy because I was going to run that lesson into the ground. Like I had to keep doing that thing until I kind of like woke up. And I always kind of say, like, I, I jokingly say like, I'm a little thick headed. I sometimes have to learn the hard way. <laughs> and I've told this story before, I think on some episode, but I literally, literally had to get hit on the back of the head with a two by four. 
uh, accidentally one day at a storage thing to like knock me out of my stupa about my unhappiness and why, why I was feeling the way that I was. And I realized like, oh, cause I chose to date this guy. Like I chose to like go and move to San Diego and like do this shit. Like that was all on me. I was having, I was experiencing the consequence of me being myself. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, well, if I keep doing this shit, I'm going to keep getting what I always got. And I wanted to get something new. Like I wanted to have a different experience. And so one of the things that I often hear people say in different, from different spiritual traditions, um, you know, and here's the thing, I'm just going to be like straight up with you, like about how A Course in Miracles and why A Course in Miracles isn't for everybody, right? And for those of you who are watching at home, I'll just hold it up. So A Course in Miracles is this big blue book right here. Uh, so I'm holding up the Course in Miracles book for those of you who are not uh, watching this sucker, but you're listening at home. Um, so A Course in Miracles, um, you know, is a spiritual thought system that does not say it's the only way. It says it's one of the, one of the many thousands ways as a pathway, as a pathway to peace for the peace of God, you know, but through forgiveness. Uh, but A Course in Miracles does not believe that God created this world. In fact, they would say that God knows nothing of this world because all God knows is perfect oneness uh, with his son. Um, so, but in a lot of other spiritual traditions, cause I was raised as a Catholic kid, it was all like, oh, God created this world. And I'm like, well, if God is all merciful and powerful, I always could, I could never really understand why, like if God created this world, why he only got props for all the good stuff. But if God created this world, then why didn't he get in trouble or like get blamed for all the awful things that happened? Right. I'm like, he doesn't get to just make all the good stuff. Right. If God created the whole thing and I could never really understand that, like how could the God, um, the God that I understood uh, really be somebody who created, you know, um, baby animals, <laughs> but also um, dead murdered mothers, right? Like I didn't quite get it. So A Course in Miracles really started making so much sense to me when they started to say, well, we, we are the dreamers of this dream. Like it is our belief in a separation from God that actually created the world. So I'm just kind of throwing that out there because it's going to make sense in a second, right? For those of you who are listening and going, oh my God, KK's gone off the rails, this bullshit, right? Because we don't like to give up. We don't like to give up our idea as God is this entity who created this world and like everything in it, right? I think that's can be a hard pill to swallow. I know in the beginning for me, as much as it kind of like ruffled my Catholic feathers, it also started to make like so much sense to me. Um, and so I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is to make my point is because if you believe that God created this world, then what happens when something awful happens, like your child gets cancer, or, um, you know, your, your sweetie, your, your, the love of your life um, gets hit by a car and doesn't make it or your house burns down or like think about the millions of ways that awful things can happen in this world. Then you also have, that's why so many people, so many people lose their faith when terrible things happen because they start, they start with the, the premise of how could God let this happen? You know, why God, why God, why God? It was a really interesting thing for me that as a kid, like I never really blamed my, I never really blamed God for killing my mother. I was very clear that it was a guy who had, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Free will. <laughs> it was like a dude. I'm like, well, God didn't kill my mother. A guy did. Uh, a man did, you know, a very human, human and flawed man did. But I guess what I'm trying to say is this. Um, if you believe then that, um, you know, that God is responsible for your suffering, like you're really screwed, right? Like if, if there's some entity outside of you that is causing your suffering, and I don't just mean God, it could be your sweetie, it could be your, 
your, your partner in crime. It could be your partner in business. It could be your children. It could be your employer. It could be your best friend, whatever the thing is. If you think that there's somebody outside of you that has the ability to make you feel a particular way or make you suffer, then like you're screwed because then you get to play the victim card again and again and again and again and again. You don't ever get to really take responsibility for your own happiness, your own peace of mind, your own health, your own sanity, your own well-being, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. As soon as we uh, live in this world where there are beings outside of us that we give um, power to, to control how we think and we feel, then we're, we're kind of in big trouble. And so that's one of the great gifts of being an adult is you get to realize that at this point, now I'm not talking about when you're a little kid. When you're a little kid, you are at the mercy of the people who are bigger than you and more powerful than you and, and have money. And I also understand that there are systems set up in this world where um, supposedly these unalienable rights that are supposed to be extended to all men aren't really. A lot of times the system is rigged against um, our brothers and sisters of, of color and people who are from other places and immigrants, et cetera, et cetera. I'm really clear about the privilege that's extended to a lot of us, right? I want to be clear about that. So I'm kind of simplifying this when I'm saying that like your life is the consequence of you being yourself. Your life at this point as an adult, like as an adult, where you have a mind where you're able to practice discernment and really take a look at things and really um, make, make conscious choices. You know what I'm saying? Like when you hit that level of age, like your life is starting to unfold based on the choices that you're making. Like that's the point that I'm getting to. We can't, we, we, we can't control everything that happens clearly. Clearly we cannot control what happens, but we can always choose to control um, how we think about what has happened. That's where the power lies. So there's a beautiful line in A Course in Miracles, and I was talking about this on the, the Sunday Spiritual the other night. Um, because somebody was talking about how there was a pattern of behavior that was showing up in their life. And, and they're like, you know, there's, there's somebody in my life and, and a button gets pushed or whatever. And so all the button, all the people with buttons around the world can relate to this. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. So somebody keeps pushing your button. I'm like, but who's the one who has the button? So let's not put it on them to change. We, we can't wait for other people to change their behavior for us to actually find our peace. I always say people cannot take your inner peace, but you can definitely give it away. <laughs> Like, here it is on a platter. Here's my sanity and my inner peace and my happiness. Well, you aren't doing this. You're behaving like this, right? Now I can't be happy. It's like, nope. <laughs> your life, how you're feeling right now, the consequence of you being yourself, which means you could change your mind. So there's a really powerful passage. Again, it's in um, chapter 31 of the text of A Course in Miracles. Uh, and, and I love it. It's, it's called, uh, well, it's from this, this, this part of the chapter. And it's called Choose Once Again. And I love this. So if, if the way you're feeling right now and how things are unfolding right now, your life is, is the consequence of you being yourself. <laughs> Good news. Good news. My brothers and sisters, you can always choose again. So I'm going to read, I'm gonna read um, a couple of different little sections. And I love this, you guys. Check this out. It says, um, you always, listen to this. And even if, look, at, let me just say this up front. Course in Miracles uses traditional Christian language, meaning uh, those of you who are the Catholic kids of the world and the Christian kids of the world, you'll understand certain words in this like Christ or whatever, and you'll understand them as the meaning that you assigned to them a wicked long time ago. A Course in Miracles might use traditional Christian language, meaning language that's recognizable, but it uses it in a really untraditional way. So a lot of times for, that's why it can be really hard for people who are moving from an old thought system, like an old kind of paradigm of organized religion, 
into A Course in Miracles, which is really just mind training. It's a way to move your mind from a thought system of love to a thought system of fear. It's not trying to cram down anything down your throat. It's just opening up a pathway for you to move towards uh, inner peace. But like, so what I'm saying is if certain words trigger you, don't let it push your button. You try to just glean what this really means versus I don't like that word. Okay, listen. You always choose between your weakness, that what I would say is the ego, right? You always choose between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you. And what you choose is what you think is real. Oh, that's so good. Listen, you always choose between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you. And what you choose is what you think is real. So this is what I always say to people. It's, it's, what your mind, it's the teacher that you're choosing in your mind, whether it's love or fear, whether it's spirit, Holy Spirit, or the ego. Depending on which teacher you have chosen, that is the experience that you're going to have, the meaning that you've assigned to this. Either the world feels like a friggin' prison or it's more of a classroom where we're learning things, right? So, so often, like I was saying about the guys I kept dating, it's like that was something I had to learn. And I was going to keep having the opportunity <laughs> to do it differently until I fucking got it, until I got the book out of my own way. So listen to this. I love this. And it's so funny. It's on page 666 <laughs> in uh, A Course in Miracles. Listen to this. Trials are but lessons that you failed to learn, presented once again. So where you made a faulty choice before, you now can make a better one. <laughs> and thus escape all pain that what you chose before has brought to you, right? And then it says this, this is so great. In every difficulty, in all distress, in each perplexity, Christ calls to you and gently says, my brother, choose again. Oh, that is so good, you guys. Trials are but lessons you failed to learn presented once again. So what they're saying is, these consequences that you're experiencing from the choices that you keep making, you always choose the same thing. You always do what you've always done. You're always going to get what you've always got, right? It's time to make different choices. So it, people will often say like, well, it feels like God is punishing me. I'm being punished because that's how we view God. We think of God as being merciful and then vengeful. We think of God as, as be, you know, giving, making us the light of the world, but then he judges us on judgment day. And I just don't buy into any of that. My God is just full of grace. Like I always say, God is about grace and not guilt, right? And I came from a, a, a former, you know, tradition and, and I, don't, I don't like denounce my Catholic, you know, side of me. It's like, yeah, I, I still totally dig a lot of things about what I learned as a kid, but I never really understood like, you know, I, I often jokingly say, like, the nuns, I, I, we, went to, we went to Catholic school for a very, very, very short period of time when we were little kids because mostly, um, mostly my parents stopped paying the tuition and we got booted out. <laughs> we couldn't afford the friggin' uniforms and stuff like that. But while I was there, the nuns used to scare the bejesus out of me on the daily about, like, how I was going to go to hell if I didn't stop behaving because I had this little Gumby. I had this little Dudley Do-Right bendable doll. <laughs> He was like a little Gumby doll that I could bend in any position. And I used to love to bring him into school. And they would always yell at me. I was always getting in trouble. I was a good kid, but like, you know, I had a creative, active imagination. And so they were always like making me so scared that I was going to go to hell. 
And I, and I realized as I got older, I jokingly say the nuns made me fear God way more than I loved him as a child. Like they, they just, they didn't teach me about loving God. They taught me about fearing God. And I think that there's a really big difference. <laughs> I don't want to be devoted to a thing because I'm terrified. You know, I want to be devoted and devotional because I'm madly in love. And that's my relationship with the divine now. That's my relationship with spirit and God now is that I'm devotional out of, uh, out of love, <laughs> out of a fiery, passionate love that I have. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is this. Things are going to keep happening, right? Things are going to keep happening because you're a little thick-headed and you need to learn the hard way. It's not like you're being inflicted upon. It's not like anybody, there's no entity out there that's punishing you. Your life, you, how you're feeling is the consequence of you being you, of you being yourself. But where you keep, keep getting in your own way, like, you know, it's like, you know, trials are but lessons, right? They're just lessons that are being presented to you once again, where before you made an insane fucking choice, they're saying, my brother, gently. Do you notice how it doesn't say Christ yells at you or Jesus friggin' like takes your head off, like calling you stupid, right? It says Christ gently calls to you, gently, my brother, choose again. It's another way of saying, put it down, stop hurting yourself, put down the weapon, Karen, <laughs> all those memes, all those memes going around right now with the name Karen and Susan, the Karen ones crack me up. People send it to me all the time. Stop being stupid, Karen. <laughs> Put down the weapons that you use against yourself. Gently, gently, the divine says to us, choose again, sister. Choose again, my child, right? You don't have to keep harming yourself. <laughs> if you don't like the consequences of what's been unfolding, let's try something new. I mean, I think in every episode, I feel like I say this, how Einstein says, and I'm paraphrasing, right? That a problem cannot be solved with the same level of consciousness, right? The solution cannot be found to the problem <laughs> with the same level of consciousness that created the problem. So we need to choose differently. And this is where I would say is we have to bring everything, everything to Holy Spirit. We have to bring everything to spirit. We have to take everything out of the dark basement of our minds and our hearts. We have to excavate and bring this stuff. We have to till the soil and bring some shit up to the surface, aerate it, get some oxygen in it, get some new life in it, a new perspective. And that's what a miracle is, right? It's a shift in perception and perspective and POV. It's a shift from fear to love. That's when all things become possible. Isn't that wicked exciting? <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. Grace, not guilt. So when you recognize that you have a pattern of choices that you've been making, that you're the common denominator, this isn't the time then to also brutalize yourself. You've got to be honest. You got to really recognize it and own your shit. I'm not saying that. You don't let yourself off the hook. You look in the soul mirror. You take responsibility and you say, oh, yeah, man. Right? The guys have been different. Like in my case, it was the guys were different, meaning they were different people. But I was the common denominator choosing whatever I thought. Right? I was choosing on some level subconsciously what I thought I deserved. I didn't love myself enough yet to choose differently for myself. It wasn't that God was punishing me and making me date a bunch of assholes. I was the one choosing, choosing to be involved with the douchebaggery <laughs> that was going on. Ooh. So right now, let's just take a moment, right, of contemplation. Of course, if you're driving your car, right, don't, I mean, don't close your eyes or anything like that, right? But if you are at home and you are someplace where you can safely just stop, take a deep breath and pause. 
let's just kind of scan our mind for any place where there's a discomfort or any place in our mind or in our life where we're feeling like where, where there's, um, you know, suffering going on or we're feeling the consequences of our choices. And just know, just know that, that there is a better way, that it doesn't have to be so hard. In my brother, I am gently calling to you, right? I'm gently calling to you as somebody who loves you and saying, my brother, my sister, choose again. Let's choose differently. Let's not get too hung up in the guilt. So let's move from guilt to grace. Like let's show up with grace around the fact that some part of your, whether it's your childhood defense mechanism or what I call the shield has been in place, has been preventing you from seeing what you've been doing, right? This isn't the time to fucking attack ourselves. That's not how, that, this, that's not great. Uh, that's not great like, uh, how do I say it? Preparation to plant new seeds, right? We're not, this is a granite state here in New Hampshire. It's not like the best place to be trying to, I kind of joke and say plant new, you know, we can't, we can't cultivate growth in a very tight, constricted, hard place. So softness is what we really need. Gentleness. Gentleness is one of the characteristics of God's teachers. Uh, so is trust. So is joy. There's a lot of them, but gentleness. And that one has really been, um, been really kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reappearing in my mind again and again and again and again, because I can be wicked hot on myself too. And I started to realize that, um, you know, there's a beautiful line in The Course in Miracles that basically says, um, you know, uh, God would not, oh, here it is. It's right here. I'll just read this to you at the bottom. It says, um, Christ calls to you and gently says, my brother, choose again. He would not leave one source of pain unhealed, nor any image, basically, that we made, left to veil the truth of who you are, which is one of God's kids. He would remove all misery from you, whom God created unto joy. He would not leave you comfortless, alone in dreams of hell, but would release your mind from everything that hides his face from you. Ugh. I love that. Oh, he would release your mind from everything that hides his face from you. So all the blocks and the barriers that we have built against the knowing of our true selves. If we're having consequences in our lives, it's because we're not making good choices and we're often not making good choices because we don't know who we are and we don't think that we deserve the love of God. We fight and resist actually the love of God. That's how fucking crazy we are, you guys. And then listen to this. I love this. It says, the images you make, that's another way of saying, you know, the things you think about yourself, the story you have written about yourself, the images that you make cannot prevail against what God himself would have you be. Ugh! Ugh! So all this bullshit stuff of these consequences that you keep conjuring up, right? They will not and cannot prevail against what God would have you be. This makes me so hopeful, you guys, right? It's so hopeful. It's why I love it. And then it goes on to say, and I'm going to end it with this. I am as God created me. His son, I would add his daughters, can suffer nothing. And I am his son. I am his daughter, right? I am as God created me. And God is love. Therefore, so am I and so are you. And if we are truly loved, then that's it. That's the gig. That's why we're here. So if we're having consequences in our life, it's because we are not showing up in the most loving and fully and whole and holy, the holiness of ourselves. 
So I love this. And please don't get pissed about the fat. Well, you can get pissed if you want to. It's not for me to tell you how to feel. <laughs> but I'm extending an opportunity for you that instead of getting mad about hearing this, like, oh, my life is the consequence of me being myself. It's like, yeah, and that's really good fucking news because only you can actually control how you think, feel, and behave which means you actually are playing into the outcome of the experience by which teacher you're choosing and how you're choosing to look at yourself. You want it to be you. You want you to be the consequence because then that means you actually have the power to change it. Like to me, that was such huge and good news when I found this stuff out. So here, I'm just gonna wrap this up with this. Let's keep in mind. And this is just, look, you're entitled to believe whatever you wanna believe. That is, that is the beauty of living in America. That is the beauty of being a free will adult. You don't have to, you can totally be like, what do you mean God didn't create this world? I don't believe that. I, that's awesome, great. You get to believe whatever you wanna believe. I will just say, and I always say this at the end of the day. This is what I always say. I get. All of this, I always say this, yoga calls this world the maya, the great illusion. Uh, even the quantum physicists know that a thing actually doesn't exist unless the mind, consciousness, brings it into awareness, right? It, the world exists because, because we, we have dreamed it up. And of course, in miracles, we call it the dream, okay? We are the dreamer of the dream. And so I guess what I'm saying here is like, you don't have to believe all this stuff. You get to believe, <laughs> you get to believe whatever you want to believe. But I always say, even though I know that, you know, all these stories that we talk about, all the saints and the sages and the mystics and, and the books that we read and the spiritual practices that we have, all this stuff, it's also part of the illusion, that we've created. But I always say it's the helpful part of the illusion. I'm like, part of the illusion, but helpful part of the illusion. So if I get to the end of my life, and let's just say, let's just play for a minute, and let's just say there really were the pearly gates, right? I really do get to meet my makeup face to face, and that's how it was, like old school, like, you know, Christian kind of, Catholic kind of like thing, like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna be held in judgment, you know? I always say, if I get to the end of this, if I get to the end of my life, and I had it all wrong. <laughs> like Course in Miracles was bullshit and it was lying to me and yoga was full of shit and passive meditation, Catholic, all these things that have helped me to um, step more fully into the truth of myself as an extension of, of God's love, right? What if it's all a lie and I got it all wrong? This is what I say, but like, I'm like, did it make me more helpful while I was here? Did it make me more compassionate while I was here? Did it make me more tolerant? and kind? Did it, did it make me lean more, bend more towards the moral act of justice? You know what I'm saying? Like, if these things help me to be more compassionate, more kind, more loving, more patient, more tolerant, more forgiving, if it helped me to move towards the light and in, in to, to shine more light into the world and to, to be more helpful than harmful, does it really fucking matter who was right? Like, that's what I always say. I don't care what you do for your spiritual practice in terms of, is it working? Like, is it actually effective? Is it bringing you back home to God? That's the thing. I don't care about actually who's right. That's why I don't get hung up on things. You want to call it universe? Great. You want to call it <laughs> Mother Mary? Great. You want to call it goddess energy? I don't give a shit. Call it whatever you want. I don't get too hung up on this stuff. But here's what I do know. 
is that I'm fine with it all. I'm fine with being totally wrong <laughs> at the end of my life because I feel like these things, even though it's part of the illusion, these helpful things within the illusion that I have been uh, practicing and focusing on and studying and contemplating and all these things, uh, at the end of the day, <clears throat> they've helped me to have um, better consequences to being myself. <laughs> the outcomes have been much better in the last, uh, let's say the last 15 years than they were in the beginning. So that's what I got for you guys tonight. I hope this was helpful in some way. I hope something jumped out. You know, I don't expect every episode to resonate with everybody. I don't expect every, all of us to agree on things, right? I, I've got my own point of view. I've got my own experience. And that's all I'm doing is I'm just sharing it here. But I do hope at least that if you invest, however long this sucker is, if it's like a half hour or whatever, that something in these last 30 minutes or so, something from my hat landed in your hat, that you found something helpful. Um, because that's always why I do this. This is why I share the podcast is to... Um, just really extend love. It's one of the ways I would say it's one of the ways that I extend love. And that's my only job here. As love, my only job is to extend love. And one of the ways I do it, obviously, is through uh, spiritual mentoring. And it's why I'm writing my book. It's why I do retreats. We have a retreat coming up, you guys, November 8th through the 10th. I'd love to have you come. They're awesome. You can find out all about it on my website. Just go to karenkenny.com and then go to events. But one of the reasons why I do all this and I do the podcast as a free resource because I, I love coming into um, your homes and into your earbuds and into your minds and just knowing that on some level that, that we are connecting and that we're having a moment together, like maybe once a week, you know, you're taking the time to download it. And I just want to say thank you to those of you who have actually um, sent me such sweet notes saying that you've read, you've read, <laughs> that you've listened or watched um, this, the episodes and those of you who have been tagging me on Instagram and your stories and have been sharing, like it means so, 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 so much to me because it's like, we get to be like, um, how do I say this? I don't know. I just like, it's like this little, um, ah, I wish I knew the word of what I have the image in my head, but like with these little helpers, like we're like these little helpers that are going out and spreading love out into the world. And I appreciate um, when, when I feel the love flowing back to me. And that's what your reviews do, and that's what your shares do. Um, and it means, means, means so much to me that you, um, that you, I don't know, I guess trust me enough, trust me enough that, that you feel comfortable sharing me with the people that you love. That, that means a lot to me. I, I, I really mean that. So thank you for that. Um, and yeah, always feel free, reach out. I love talking to you guys. I love hearing back from you. You can hit me up on Instagram or Facebook through a direct message or whatever. You can always email me. Uh, I'm sure there's something else I'm supposed to be telling you. I'm looking at my calendar and I'm just trying to think, oh, for those of you who want to hop on the next Sunday spiritual in November, that sucker is happening on the 24th. I figured it would be a good time to um, have a little spiritual gathering before all you guys had to get together with your families. <laughs> All right. That's it. KK is signing off. Um, I see you guys. I, I hear you and I feel you. I feel you deep in my heart. I celebrate you and I appreciate you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. 
So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.